All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Cumulex Radio. I am Josh. This is Aaron, who is on one side or the other of your screen. I'm never quite sure. Um, so, uh, you know, welcome back. Happy Monday. Might be Monday night by the time I actually get this posted, but it is Monday morning for us. And uh, we actually thought a really interesting topic to kind of kick off a Monday morning with is customer feedback. So, uh, for any of us that work on the manufacturing side, it's especially important. But to be honest, I think if you're an integrator, I think feedback is also super important. Um, you know, so understanding customer feedback, how to get customer feedback, uh, can be really critical to understanding whether your customers are satisfied with what you're doing. Um, you know, some of the best ideas for how to make your product or your service better, I think, is is understanding what the customers are looking for. And I happen to also believe that this is one of the most overlooked and underutilized aspects of everyone's business, whether you're an integrator, whether you're a manufacturer. Um, I think we all we all feed the line to our customers about customer feedback. Um, but I think, you know, only the truly best, you know, really do an amazing job of collecting that feedback. And, you know, even in our case, I think we do a pretty good job with that, but always thinking of ways that that we can do better. So um so Aaron, I, I guess what are your thoughts on you know what are the best ways to get customer feedback? Like say if you're a manufacturer or an integrator for that matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's you know one tried and true method, and and that's really you know direct kind of um interviews, if you will. Um, you know, where you kind of like uh an after action, you know, after post install, maybe after the burn in, you know, of the system, you're you're then talking to the end user, making sure everything's good, you know, that they're satisfied with training, um, that the system's doing everything that, um, you know, they would expect out of it, you know, from the the sales talks and what have you. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, there's definitely definitely some shifts, you know. I I, I kind of see in the the industry, it, we're kind of taking the whole. Facebook, um, uh, not analytic and, and, and user data per se, but like we are, you're seeing a lot more kind of help menus within the the software. And, you know, there are analytics to kind of keep tabs on when, you know, users are engaging with those help tools as well as, you mm -hmm. know, like the the chat bots and, and what have you. Um, so that that's definitely, you know, kind of um, up and coming, I would say. I, I'm definitely seeing that even like, you know, CRM software, stuff like that. Just everyday interactions, you know, there's always that kind of chat bot lingering or help button lingering in the, the bottom corner. But yeah, for us, it, it's it's more of a, a hands-on approach for sure. Um, you know, getting, getting that data. Um, I, I don't really see any alternatives around it. You know, you it's where you get like the most... Um, you know, blunt to the point, um, you know, user feedback is just through that interview. What are you observing? Yeah, you brought up some interesting points there. So certainly like, um, you know, since we use Google Cloud um, to host our platform, you know, we do have access to some Google Analytics that can, you know, with some setup and you need some knowledge to understand how to interpret, but yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting point. Some of the feedback is not necessarily where they're consciously aware. You know, they're, we're seeing areas where maybe they get stuck um, or maybe they're looking for that help menu. 
which helps us understand that maybe, you know, an area in the app is not as clear or concise as we thought it was. Um, so that's an interesting point I hadn't thought of. Um, but I was going to say, this is one of the areas where I think this talk about moving to AI is a little overly optimistic because, <laughs> you know, if you think about everybody wants to go to a chat GPT prompt now, for example, or, sure. you know, they want to automate things. You know, I have found that every time I try to do something and maybe the automation, there's the key, but at some point, if you're providing the input, you're providing the input. So whether you use AI to create a survey, for example, or whether like I did, I sat for two days and built a survey in SurveyMonkey, you're still needing the customer then to provide that input. And one thing I have found is that people want to provide the feedback, but they provide it in a conversation. So I think that there's no replacement for, you know, you, you talk about that interview. I feel like that's where a salesperson having a real live salesperson and not just an automated experience is so beneficial because they receive a lot of that feedback and, you know, usually pretty good about giving it. Uh, I think everywhere I've worked, I, th I feel like the salespeople are very good about, you know, saying, Hey, this is what customers are asking for. This is what they're saying. Um, and then it's more for the product team to try to put the context on that feedback and understand, you know, does it mean what it seems to mean at face value or is it hinting at a different issue or, or what have you. But I've noticed that like with surveys, I mean, we abandoned that effort. I mean, yeah. if you sent a survey out to, you know, 1200 people, I think we got like seven responses. Right. You yeah, know, they weren't very helpful. So if you ask people, if you make it a task <laughs> rather than a relationship, um you know they'll see it as a task and they'll just not want to do it so i think you have to make it easy i think it has to come with the relationship but i think what what is most important is you know how you're capturing that feedback and how you're measuring that feedback and then somebody with a clear head and that's part of the challenge of being like a, a product manager um i guess i'm obviously seeing this from my own eyes now but you, know, you have to see that feedback and then you have to understand the context of it. You know, people ask for a lot of things, but then do they understand what the result of that is? And is that what, why are they asking that? Sure. You sure. know, there may be something that you could do for them that they're not even thinking of that would make that experience better versus if you take everyone's feedback at exactly face value, you could end up with a bit of a Picasso so to speak, you know, where things don't yeah. really fit together. So it's, it's actually a, a very important topic, but it's, it's a bigger challenge, I think, than most people realize. And the hardest part is also people give a lot of feedback. It's very discouraging if they don't see any result from that. Sure. sure. So I feel like if customers see, hey, you know, I made this suggestion and then six months later, that suggestion is a feature. I think they feel really good about that. And I feel like they, they feel a connection to that product or service. Like I said, that's not just for us, you know, as a manufacturer or a, a SaaS provider, but also as an integrator, you know, if your customer, maybe it's the way that you do the billing, maybe it's the way that the, you know, the appointment is scheduled, whatever it may be. There's lots of different areas where you're 
you know, impacting your customer. And if they provide input and they see a change that is what they want, then that's a huge positive impact. But the reality is everybody is different. So everybody has different things that they want. So, you know, I think it's also key somehow in that process that they know that their feedback is being heard. Um, you make a really good point, be- you know, about the whole Picasso um, imaging where you're, you're basically saying we can't be everything to everybody. You know, I, I did think mm-hmm. about, about another method that we passively collect data, you know, uh, unknowingly, and, and that's through our support tickets, you know, so when somebody is banging their head on the same issue or they are, um, you know, experiencing the, the same problem, like, for example, you know, it, I, I don't have an exact timeline in my mind, but let's say it was about six months ago where we we added a lot more data to our gateway page because before you'd have to navigate through several menus to, to see mm-hmm. certain things. And then we kind of brought that to the forefront. So now you can see, you know, all your drives, your IPs, all, all from the gateway uh-huh. page. And, and that was, you know, like a pain point that we passively picked up, you know, just through support calls and, and how to's. And, you know, we can also see how many times our knowledge base articles are getting pinged. And there's also a comment uh-huh. section in there, you know. Um, but yeah, no, you made a really valid point. You know, if we did everything that everybody was asking for, you know, then it might, you know, it might kind of steer the product in, 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 in ways that, you know, it's not good for everybody. It's maybe good for that one person. So yeah, you're, you're right. It's a super fine balance. And, you know, not only that, but we, we also have limited resources. So it's like, you know, we have to, it's that juggling of prioritizing and, you know, kind of doing what, what's best, you know, for, for the company, for the, the customers, for our partners, you know, what's next, um, that's absolutely a challenge. I, I don't, um, I'm not jealous of your role by any means. That's a very hard job to navigate. Um, but yeah, that's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, but I think, you know, it, it requires a lot of uh, discipline, you know, to, to have a way that it's organized and, and tracked. And then also, and, you know, for a manufacturer, you know, typically it's going to be a product manager or similar role that is then going to go to engineering and say, okay, you know, this is the feedback and you kind of have to be that connective tissue or that glue, you know, between the different parts of the organization. As an integrator, it really just depends on how your organization is structured. I mean, and, and there are many, many variations of that. You could be, uh, you know, a small um, or large, you know, one location type operation. You could be regional, you could be national or international. Um, you could be national top down or bottom up. Uh, you know, it's whoever is making the decisions, you know, on the process and the policy, you know, they're the audience. So there's no one way that it looks, but somehow, you know, you need to be gathering from that sales team the real information that customers are are providing, <clears throat> as well as performance of certain services or products. And then, you know, you have to have a good process to, you know, to accept that information and and sort it and filter it. And then you have to present a compelling case to whoever's making the decision, whether it's engineering, building a product, or, you know, whether it's the operations team of of a large integrator, you know, to understand that maybe there's a better way that they could operate or, or ways that could be more efficient or do things that impact a customer positively. But 
I think it's something everybody aspires to. I think everybody says that, you know, do you ever run into a company that says we don't listen to our customers? <laughs> I think we've both just, run into one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we've all run into it, but nobody ever says it, right? I mean, that's, right, right. nobody ever uh, wants to take that approach. So it, it's, it's something that's, you know, easier said than done but uh is is so important i mean what what do you think is frequently uh, i guess maybe a place where feedback falls apart or i mean why do you think some organizations just don't take feedback very well no you're right i i mean part of it i think is you know maybe there's some ego built into that i, I know it sounds kind of funny but i i think it's a a, a real factor you know, when you have like a technology team, you know, let's say from the CTO down, they will, you know, they have this grand vision, right? And mm. they're like, hey, this is what the market needs. I see, maybe they see yeah. a hole and, and and they're trying to capitalize on that. But then what they're receiving from the actual field, from the sales team, like you're saying, it, it's something different. And maybe then they think, hey, I know better. You don't know better. And well, that's interesting yourself- because... I almost feel like at that point, there's a disconnect between the vision of the product or the integrator versus what sales is trying to sell. Sure, sure. So that's an interesting perspective too, where I could say, okay, is that really arrogance or is that saying, hey, we we built something to be a solution or to solve a certain problem for you know a certain type of scenario or customer? And then if sales is bringing you things and they're trying to make you something else, then the question is like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that the mission should change? And maybe it isn't appealing necessarily to the group that you expected, but there's another, um, you know, vertical, we'll just call it for lack of a better term, um, because it may be too specific for what we're saying here, but you know, should they maybe switch tracks and say, okay, well, maybe we're building the wrong, the right thing, but for the wrong people. And so we need to accept this feedback or do they need to go back to the sales leaders and say, Hey, I don't think we're (laughs) selling to the right people. Sure. No, I mean, you make some amazing points. I think each of those is probably a 30 minute conversation, but you know, to kind of summarize just the top level, I, I would say that you know, every successful business needs to be able to pivot. They need to be able to um, change, you know, what they're doing, you know, at a moment's notice. For example, um, you know, I don't want to sidetrack from the core point, but, you know, yes, um, if you're not changing, you're not evolving, then you're, you're, you're basically falling static in in the marketplace. You you have no real value. You're not bringing anything to the customers, the partners. Um, you know, so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I, I definitely <laughs> feel the conversation could go there. But, I, you know, just to kind of bring it back some, um, you know, you made like a really good point just talking about like, well, you're getting all this feedback from from the sales team, for example, in this in this kind of scenario. Um, you know, what do you do? It, you know, you can't we can't be everything to everybody. We can't do everything. So then it's like, yeah, then you kind of make some people mad, you know, because maybe what they're suggesting is pulling you off track. You, you know, this is not, you know, this is not what the product necessarily specializes in. This is, this is not the, pro- the the problem that we solve, but we're getting pulled there based on opportunity, for uh-huh. example. Um, 
Yeah, I, that's an incredibly frustrating process. And, and I, I see it firsthand. We, we see it firsthand. I mean, look, you know, look at all the things that we're tracking, you know, that are opportunity driven. And, you uh-huh. know, I, I think, you know, just to kind of be specific here, I think Cumulex, we've done a really good job of, you know, hey, we, we weren't initially targeting any verticals. We were trying to be commercial and just kind of vertical agnostic just to appeal to the most people. And then, you know, we did started, we started to go down some of these um, tracks Mm -hmm. where we were starting to almost specialize in in certain verticals. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great for business, right? You know, it was uh, attracting more opportunities uh, in in those various sectors. Um, But then at the same time, it was starting to make us, you know, very specialized. And, you know, again, I, I, it's, it's a hard it's a hard job. You know what I mean? Like it, to be relevant, you know, you have to evolve. You, you can't, and you got to mm-hmm. take that feedback and, and everything we're doing right now, I think is, is, you know, from, from Accumulex perspective is, is correct and, and true because, you know, we are listening to our customers. We we're gathering this feedback. We're advancing, um, you know, both our video core product and, and our access control product and, um, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to dance around some things so that way we don't turn this into a one-hour podcast. But um, yeah, uh, um, I think we do. If you look at each of our, you know, we put out a an email notice typically describing the new future features in our update before they come out, and also to let you know when the update's going to happen. And I feel I'm running out of ways to saying here's these new features that are direct result of your feedback. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I do think that we're doing a good job of listening, but again, you know, it's always a balance where, okay, but we're getting a lot of feedback, which is great. It shows that there's a lot of interaction out there with sales and there's a lot of different opportunities that are coming our way, which is good. But then we do have to, you know, again, it's just, I, I guess, in the end, maybe the real answer to all of this is that the key to managing the feedback is really part of having just a good overall strategy. You know, where are we trying to go? What are we trying to be? And then understanding how the feedback relates to that. And then to your point, you know, if I, if I start off selling lobsters, but I'm catching tuna like crazy, then at some point you start to say, okay, my real goal is that I want to be in a boat and I want to be in the ocean eight hours a day. And I want to catch things in the ocean and sell them. And, you know, do I advance at all costs on the lobsters I'm not catching or do I turn around and say, okay, how do I, how do I make this tuna catching operation better? Because I keep catching tuna and tuna pays well too. So, you know, I think, I think that's, the two things that you're balancing, you do have to have a strategy and you do have to vision, have a vision and, and have a direction you're going so you don't end up a Picasso, but then also not be rigid at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You summarized it perfectly. So this stuff is not easy, by the way. <laughs> by no it is a tremendous uh, balance that you have to have, but I think that's also fun. And I think, I think the world we're in now, it's so much easier to communicate and to sort and track information Mm -hmm. that I I think that is okay. I don't think that should be seen as a, as a problem or a struggle. It's just part of doing business. And, um, 
you know, managing that well has a tremendous amount to do with the success that you will have or not. Yeah. So but it's, it's, an it's a balance that never yeah. ends, right? Right. Uh, I mean, exactly. that's that will always be the case. Maybe, you know, you'd brought up earlier, uh, maybe sometimes feedback isn't taken because of arrogance. And I'm sure that happens out there. And I'm sure there are instances where it goes beyond just having a good, clear vision of where they want to go, where that's, to me, not arrogance. But there probably are times where it's like, okay, well, our product is amazing or our integrator outfit is amazing. So we don't care what you say. I'm sure that that does happen. But I'll bet you that's small. I mean, if I had to guess, I'll bet that is a small percentage that find themselves in that place. And I'll bet in almost every case they fail. Yeah. I don't see how you can be successful long-term with that approach. Thrive in a vacuum for sure. You got to, you got to hear the feedback. You got to. The end user feedback is absolutely critical because I mean, that's the the customer at the end of the day and partner feedback is important, but you know, I, I would, Put it second to end user feedback. Um, partner, I don't know. Partner and customers have the same problems, but you know, it's definitely tracked differently. Um, yeah, I think for us, it's channel. If I'm an integrator, it's customers. If you know, Walmart, Target, everybody, they always have surveys. I mean, everybody's trying to hear what the customer wants. So I, I think, you know. I think the amount of volume you have has a big impact on how easy or hard it is. And I think in either case, you could say, okay, we don't have a ton of feedback, so it's easy to sort through. But then at the same time, you're not getting probably as much of a perspective. And then if you're getting a lot of data, if you're a very large company like Target, who wants to know what I think about everything every time, (laughs) I get a Target twice a year and, and I get a ton of um, surveys and questions and the app pops up. Hey, how was that? You know, was that checkout easy? You know, they're always trying to, to figure out what my mood is after shopping there. They're going to have a ton of feedback, right? Cause they're huge. So they're creating a lot of data and they're sorting through a lot of data. So there's a lot there. There's a lot of opportunity for them to learn, but then it forces them to use, you know, different technology or different processes to, to manage and sort that correctly. So. I think in the end, it's it's having a method, having a desire. Um, and I think that could look a little different for everybody. You know, for us, we use a product called Asana, um, which is a SaaS-based product, which is very similar to AHA and a lot of those that you may hear about that. Um, you know, that it helps us just kind of collect and record, but it takes that desire, that effort to get it, you know, and to care that it gets entered and you know, that we care that it gets reported. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so in the end, I guess this just isn't one of those clean ones where we say, here's step one, two, and three. Oh, it's <laughs> and this will work for everybody. And complicated. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, it feels like just a loose thread that we're ending on here, but I would yeah. say in the end, <laughs> in the end, you know, hearing the feedback is super important. But in my personal opinion, um, having the context of what the feedback really means, you know, that is important uh, to me above all. Here's what we're hearing, trying to understand why we're hearing that, trying to understand what the impact really is. 
and to try and make good decisions for the customer so that they can be happy, I think is, is critical above all. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right. I win again. So that will be the end. <laughs> that is it for, uh, for this week's podcast. Uh, we do uh, have some guests that we're lining up for future episodes. So we hope you join us. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time.